you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Monday, December 19th, and you're listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Those are the voices of today's special guests. Who are those guests? Well, the one I'm excited to see, MJ Acosta-Ruiz, <laughs> a Dolphins fan, the co-host of NFL Total Access, the co-host of the L Huddle podcast. Why am I glad to see her? Because she doesn't root for a team in the NFC East. She's a Dolphins fan. <laughs> uh, she's a, a dear friend, a valued colleague. MJ, welcome back to the pod. Thanks, Drew. The other, of course, is Mike Yam. Michael Yam, the pride of the Rams, the Fordham Rams. Most weeks, I value his company. I really enjoy his company. He's, he's a lovely person. And yet, after last night, when his Giants beat by Commanders 20-12, to 12, I feel a little differently about Mike Yam. I'm going to try to suck it up in the spirit of professionalism and camaraderie. Mike Yam, welcome back to the pod. It's good to be seen. How about that? We'll just roll there that one. Yeah, let's go with that. Fine. Uh, on today's show, Monday <laughs> questions about Sunday conflict. Monday questions about Saturday contests, too. And Monday questions about historical context. That context being, we've never seen anything like it before. Not this thing. And the Minnesota Vikings have completed the greatest comeback in the history of the National Football League. Not that thing. They are stopping the game because of the snowballs that continue to come from the stands. And not the other thing either. This might be one of the dumbest teams I've ever seen. But of course, the first thing is this. Snap to Heineke, throws toward the end zone, and that is broken up. It is incomplete, and the Giants are a couple snaps away from winning. That should have been a flag. Final score, as mentioned before, Giants 20, Commanders 
12. Giants reassume the sixth position in the NFC playoff picture. My commanders fall back to the seventh and final seed. Mike Yam, you are a Giants fan, famously. And for you, I am genuinely happy. I want you to know that. But as a commanders fan, please, Mike, help me navigate my emotions again, as you so adroitly do from time to time. Am I allowed to feel aggrieved? Not at what the scoreboard read. That may have been fair but about how the game ended. I don't actually know if it was totally fair, to be honest with you. And as you set up, I am a Giants fan, and I knew we were going to have this conversation. I didn't know if it was going to be recorded for a podcast. At <laughs> some point, I knew we'd be discussing this game, you and I. Look, the, the P.I. call, that one's a tough one to swallow. I mean, you, you can't even get your hands up in the air. I liked Arnay Holmes. I think he actually has – he's one of the more incredible people that I've ever met in my entire life. If you know his backstory, I encourage you to go and just Google it. He is a tremendous human being. But on that particular play, you know, human being and, and being a good guy all aside, that was P.I. in the worst sense of the world. He was a North Face polar fleece. He jacketed <laughs> that man. I actually think, I genuinely, Mike, I, I think that Taylor Heineke made the wrong call. He went left when, in fact, had he thrown the ball a split second earlier, McLaurin had, in fact, worked his way behind mm. and was free, you know, small f in quotes, uh, clear by about a yard and a half. I do think that the final score on the scoreboard may have been fair. And let's be clear about something. Had that P.I. been called and had the commanders been able to get into the end zone, we still would have had to pull off a yeah. two-point conversion, which is a lot to ask when Kayvon Thibodeau mm. is on the other side of the line. Sacked by Thibodeau, the ball's loose, on the ground, scooped up in the end zone for a touchdown! Kayvon Thibodeau with the sack, the forced fumble, and then the touchdown. He completes the trifecta. Was he your player of the game? I don't even think it's close. There's Look, this is a Washington team that got into the red zone within the 10-yard line or 15-yard line twice at the end of that game. Yes. And don't Came come away with, away with, with no points. I mean, yeah. that is that can't happen. Turnovers obviously are a problem. I still think people will focus in on the on the sack, fumble, recovery, score from Thibodeau. But in my mind, Taylor Heineke not getting into the end zone at the end of the Huge. game. What I think is fascinating about it, you're talking about an edge rusher who dropped back into, into coverage. We saw him do that actually a fair amount when he played at Oregon. Now, this is a rookie. I actually had Jonathan Bassey. Shout out to him. I looked at the final numbers, and I'm like, 12 total tackles. I, that just seems like a big number for an edge guy. So, Sebastian, this might be too hard. And, of course, our researcher just he's spot on. He's like, I got this. And in yeah. 30 seconds, he's got the answer for me. It actually is the most tackles by an edge player this season. Crosby's done Makes it. Ten, had 10 twice. Thibodeau gets 12 in this game. I mean, his fingerprints defensively were all over this. For a guy that was criticized heading into the draft, and it's hard to call him. You know, say it's, people were critical of him. His top 10 pick. But the point is, he, his fingerprints were all over that game. MJ, stat lines of note in this one. Daniel Jones, 21 for 32, 160 yards. Low on the yardage number, mm -hmm. very efficient. 10 rushes for 35 yards. Danny Dimes had Saquon Barkley, 18 carries for 87 yards. I think Giants fans were thrilled to see the number that I'm about to say, which is 4.8. After being bottled up in back-to-back -back weeks, his yards per carry back up near five. Yep. He, of course, had a rushing touchdown. He chipped in five receptions for 33 yards through the air. This felt defining. This yeah. felt dramatically defining for me. A big step, I think, for the Giants and maybe a sign of the future for the Commanders. Do they stay in the playoff picture and are the Commanders going the way that they will finish out? I don't know if the Commanders are going in the other way, but to your Giants point, I think they've showed us that even through the adversity they've seen over the last few games, they can still find a way to sort of shock 
shock the system, not just for us, but for the other teams in the league as well, uh, especially in a game where people were absolutely discounting them because the margin of error, especially not just in the division, but when you play in New York is essentially non-existent. Right. So if you showed us that you can win four or five games in a row and then you've been meh ever since, nobody's going to look at you again. And the Giants said we are in prime time. We are against a division rival. This is go time. Watch us work. And they did what they had to be done. I was very impressed. And I think we have to talk about um, Coach Dayball and what he, he's done with this squad this year, for sure. Even through the inconsistencies and that little, oh, after their bye week, um, I, I think this bodes well for the future of this team for the next several seasons, for sure. We always talk about the fact that divisional games are tricky, that they are difficult, especially divisional games on the road. Mike, congratulations to your Giants for a— we'll take it. Well-earned? I don't know. The fact is they got the victory. Mm -hmm. We have seen all different manner of wins and losses this season, and we're about to get to some spectacular wins and losses just this week. The Giants did what they went there to do, and now they're in that sixth seed in the NFC playoff picture. Commanders, stay in the frame at seven. What's next for these teams? Very, very difficult week 16 matchups. Washington on the road to take on the third seed in the NFC, the 49ers. Your Giants, Mike, on the road to take on the two seed, the Minnesota Vikings. First thoughts about that game. Mm. You have been, have been one of the few vocal, earnest supporters of the Minnesota Vikings all season. Full credit to you because they keep proving you right and us wrong. How do you see this next one playing out? First blush? Yeah, I, you know, and I'm actually going to lean. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm I'm going to lean towards the Giants, even though I am overly concerned. I mean, MJ just put it really sure. well about the job that Dayball has done. Look at that receiving core that's on that football field. I get concerned about being able to score enough points against mm. this Vikings squad. But I said this to you, Andrew, uh, before we went on air. You know, maybe it's because of my time covering college basketball for as long as I did, but NCAA tournament comes around. Everyone's always going back and forth on resumes. And I think people can always be critical of your bad losses. And I always try to evaluate teams. What are you when you're at your best? But I got to tell you, watching that game and they're down, the Vikings, I, I, I thought that was an, a complete embarrassment. And even though they got that win, I just, I don't feel great about them in the landscape of the NFC. So I'll, I'll lean towards the Giants. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time you name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? 
Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy. Next game. The kick is good. It is good. The fireworks go off. The Bills go back to the playoffs for the fourth consecutive year. This crowd is going crazy. The Bills are going crazy. The players are on the field just laying in the snow, dancing around, making snowmen. The Bills win it 32-29. to 29. Amazing. Amazing. The next moment of fandom, and this one belongs to MJ Acosta-Ruiz, so let's hand the mic to her. It happened on Saturday. It was the third of three Saturday games only on NFL Network. Let's talk about this one. Final score, Bills 32, Dolphins 29. MJ, this is a Tua I can ride with. This mm-hmm. is a Dolphins team I can ride with. You didn't get the win. Did you walk away feeling better, though, than you normally do after a loss? No, it was still a loss. All I right. felt awful. I was upset. But I get what you're saying. And um, we, I was in multiple group chats with other Dolphins fans. <laughs> and almost everyone was like, oh, well, you know what? I don't feel so bad. I was like, wake up. <laughs> okay? I don't care. I wouldn't have, you know what? I wouldn't have felt bad about this loss had we not thrown away the game against the Chargers. Yes. And that is what I still have that bad taste in my mouth. Now, here's why I'm not like, oh, my God, look. There's no moral victory here. This is the way they're supposed to be playing, especially against teams like the Bills. It's supposed to be close. They're supposed to be in it the whole time, putting up points. Thank you. Raheem Mostert, 136 yards. Exactly what we needed to see. Exactly what I had been shouting all weekend. Please, Mike, let us see that. Jalen Waddell got back in the mix again. He had over 100 yards and a tug. Um, But I I, (sighs) – It was, it's still frustrating. I'm still very frustrated. Do this consistently. This is the team that we saw at the beginning of the year that had us all excited about it. But now it's, it's another L. Not an original thought. On the way in, I was listening to somebody break this game down, and his take was a good one, which is if you look at what the Dolphins prepared to do and executed on the day in very difficult conditions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not only is it on the road, but it's on the road in a snowstorm, freezing temperatures to his record in the cold, was famously, you know, bandied around town as not being particularly good, and yet they looked the part from beginning to end. The Bills, on the other hand, did what the Bills tend mm-hmm. to do when difficult times come. Hey, Josh Allen, it's up to you. Yep. Save us. Yep. That doesn't feel sustainable. What you guys put on the field does feel sustainable to me. You're still in the playoff picture. I'm not that worried about your place in the playoff picture. No. Are you? I'm not. I think that, I think we'll still see them deep into January making a push here. But um, what I, I, I'm still concerned about what happened the two weeks prior. 
this is the team I know. And I, I even said that multiple times. Like What we saw the past two weeks is not the Miami Dolphins of the season that has come together and, and made it a tough race for a while in that AFC East. So I just I need to continue seeing it. But now, now is a time where it's like every game. Like, they got to win every game. What did you see from the Bills, Mike Yam? Or what did you learn watching that game that you maybe didn't know before the game started? Or is it more of the same? I, I think that this has been par for the course the last couple of weeks of the season from a Buffalo perspective, right? I mean, I, I think there was concerns. And a lot of this has to do with the fact that we do – a television show, and you watch NFL Network, and I think a lot of times we try to analyze and figure out, hey, what's wrong with a certain team? I think it was, you know, you, you could build up the picks that Josh Allen threw in the red zone. You could say, oh, okay. Yeah, but, but stuff like that happens. So, yeah. to me, I, I feel like this is a Buffalo team where you still got to feel good about their chances to winning a Super Bowl this year. You could still call them on the short list of the most complete teams in the NFL. And I take a step further here, just from a Miami perspective. I know MJ said, hey, not a big moral victory person. I got to tell you, though, the one thing in this loss, even if you don't want to call it a moral victory, it erases a lot of the concerns that I had sure. that things were, were falling off of yeah. the cliff. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is tough. These are, these are three really tough games to play San Francisco on the road, to lose the way they did against the Chargers. I did not think they were going to win on the road against Buffalo. But the way that they played in this game, I go, oh, okay, cool. I'm not concerned about them even making waves once the postseason comes around. I think we saw enough from them in this game, and I think Buffalo's probably thinking the same thing. This is a good Miami squad. It is a good Miami squad, and I'm going to pull up right now the remaining schedule for your Miami Dolphins. Packers, Patriots, Packers, Patriots, and Jets. Mm -hmm. Now, the Packers game is at home. The final game of the season against the Jets is also at home. Mm -hmm. The Patriots game at Foxborough. Two tricky games, Mm -hmm. obviously divisional games. You never quite know. And yet, the team that I saw yesterday, when I compare it to the Patriots team that I saw yesterday, we'll talk about them shortly, and the Jets team that I saw yesterday, there is no reason to believe that you will not get two wins there. And the Packers, we'll see what the Packers can muster up tonight. Full disclosure, we are recording this before kickoff in the Monday night game. I think your faith will be restored, and I think your confidence will be validated. I see no reason to believe that the Dolphins are going to go anywhere but up. Oh, it's not a matter of faith and confidence. I'm just upset. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Call it like it is. Next game, next score, Bengals 34, Bucks 23. They fake it to Mixon. Oh, Oh, baby. Caught. Wilcox to the five, to the goal line. In his hometown, Mitchell (laughs) Wilcox scores a touchdown, and the Bengals put it away. Tampa Bay fans are like, oh, you're running up the score. 34 straight points for the Bengals after being down 17 zip. Burrow, 27 for 39. 200 yards only. Four touchdowns. He did have that one pick deflected at the line of scrimmage. Not a lot of blame falls to him for that one. I don't want to talk about Bucks collapsing. I don't even want to talk about what I saw from the Bucks because what I saw from the Bucks yesterday, maybe with the addition of a turnover or two that we haven't seen in games previous, is the same Bucks team I've been seeing. They are disappointing. Mm-hmm. They are in a disappointing division. The winner of that division will very likely get aced in the first round of the playoffs, as they should be. I want to talk about the Bengals. In today's meeting earlier today, Steve Mariucci said, the most important part of the season is what happens after Thanksgiving. He said that's when the teams that play their best football have a chance to really do something in the playoffs. 
and etch their name on that Lombardi. The Bengals are certainly on the short list of teams that are playing their best football after Thanksgiving. How worried are you if you're anybody but the Bengals in that AFC? I'd be ridiculously concerned. Mm -hmm. They have been able to weather storms unlike a lot of teams in the NFL. Jamar Chase misses a slew of games. Uh, Joe Mixon has been been out. The offensive line has gotten better, and their play is indicative in terms of the wins to what's happening in front of Joe Burrow. So I, I think you got to be ridiculously concerned if you're the rest of the teams in the yeah. NFL. This is a team that has an opportunity to get to a championship and, and, and get over the hump, which they didn't do a season ago and win the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I, look, the 34 unanswered, it is what it is, but – you field position. I mean, that that was the story of this game in such a big way. I think on like four of those scoring drives, what, the total yards yeah. was like 91 yards <laughs> or something like that. I mean, it was crazy to me. Two so fumbles, kudos. a pick, and a failed yeah. punt. That'll get you a short That'll field yeah. four straight times. But they did what a lot of teams don't do, and they turned those four points. short fields into points. You called out my commanders earlier. We were inside the 15 on back-to-back drives and came Zero. away with nothing. That's the difference between a team putting a W on the board and a team walking away with a butthurt L. Mm. Next game, a study in the incomprehensible. Matt Jones hands it off on a draw to Ramondre Stevenson. Breaks out of a tackle at the 50. Has the 45. Breaks away from another tackle. Pitches it backwards. And now Jacoby Myers spinning around. He throws it to Chandler Jones in midfield. Interstifled. Chandler Jones racing towards the end zone. Interstifled. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe what I just saw. On the first night of Hanukkah, it's a miracle in Las Vegas. Final score, Raiders 30, Patriots 24. MJ, Acosta Ruiz, the question is what, as in what in the actual blank did we just see? I think somebody said they designated that a fumble recovery. I was like, that was more of an F-up recovery. For the Las Vegas lateral. Yeah, they had the first letter, right? Yeah, they had the first and letter the second, right there. actually. But teams who find a way to win by any means necessary get the glory on Monday morning. And that's exactly what happened with the Raiders. I mean, I feel like that play in particular was so worthy of happening in Las Vegas with Raider Nation there, down to the wire. I mean, it was almost poetic. Like, Chandler Jones and how he did this, perfect timing, perfect vision, Made it happen. I th- I could watch that play over and and we have you know a million times. Chandler Jones post game interview. His first <laughs> the first question he was asked as he was hustled up to the camera before they put the mic in his hand or on his on his jersey. How you doing? He said I'm exhausted. Right, tired. I'm gas <laughs> tired. Yeah. And early in the game, Derek Carr, who is known around these parts occasionally as Lil Bro, because of course David <laughs> Carr mm-hmm. is our is our colleague, and Derek, there he is, leading the way for the, for the Raiders. I was asking for some fantasy advice on which defense to play in Week 15, the first week of the fantasy playoffs. I've had the Patriots defense this whole season. But I streamed the Packers instead in spite of the fact that one of our colleagues, a fantasy expert, said, hey, Derek is always good for a pick, and you never know. It may just be a pick six. Now, I found that interesting, Uh not just because this person clearly had a crystal ball and could tell the future, but because that narrative about Derek Carr may actually be true. Second and six, the quick run of left is going to be picked off. Anticipating Duggar walks in. Touchdown, Patriots. What did I just tell you? This guy who wears number four will give you one. And he just gifted you a pick and six. Oh, Derek Carr, telegraph it anymore. You can't. 
tries to get it out to Devontae Adams on a slip screen. Duggar jumps it, and it's pick six, and we're back in the game. This becomes worrisome. They did get themselves a fantastic, phenomenal, otherworldly win in the most bizarre of circumstances, and yet more question marks maybe than anything coming out of this for the winning team, for the silver and black. No, I'm I'm actually not there with you here. You're not. Here, hmm. Here's what I'll tell Set you. Set me straight. So for as much as... I'd love to know who gave me the fantasy advice, by the way, because I know who I need to be going to moving forward. Right. But the point is... His name may or may not rhyme with Todd Mossberg. Okay. Wants <laughs> 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 to get it done. So I, to me, though, there is a clutch factor that, that Derek has. Yes, he does. He's out yes, there. Yes, he does. So if we're going to talk real world for a second, you know, in these big moments when you've needed to see the Raiders execute on a game-winning drive, Derek's delivered unlike... Most people in the history of this league have been able to deliver. So I guess I'm a little less concerned. I think there's more reasons for optimism at times around this team, despite that loss against uh, the Rams on TNF. You know, defensively, this team is playing better. You talked about Chandler Jones. Like, across the board, Crosby, these guys are starting to show up more in the last few weeks than we saw in the first half of the season. So... I, I'm hedging here just a just a smidge. I'm not saying that they're gonna, you know, I don't even know if they get to the postseason. But I, I'm, I don't know if I'd point the finger and say, hey, Derek, right now would be. He's the one guy on this team that I do trust will we'll give you max effort. Well, let's talk about the postseason real quick vis-a-vis sure. this game. Not with the Raiders, but with the Patriots. At kickoff of this game, the Patriots were in the AFC playoff picture after that Jacoby Myers pick six. <laughs> I don't know what Jacoby Myers is doing or who the hell he's throwing the ball to. They are no longer in the playoff picture. This might be one of the dumbest teams I've ever seen. Mac Jones, MJ, 13 for 31, 113 yards. These are not numbers to win with. Now, Ramondre Stevenson, on the other hand, 19 carries, 172 yards and a touchdown. Now, obviously, some of those yards were gobbled up by that garbage last run Mm -hmm. of his that ended in an incomprehensible fashion. Jacoby Myers had the two catches for 47 yards and passing the ball, he was one for one with a touchdown to Chandler Jones. Bill Belichick was as terse as I've ever seen him Mm -hmm. while the play happened, while he marched across the field to give love to Josh McDaniel and certainly in the post-game press conference. This is what he had to say. Just can't do that in this league and and, uh... And it cost us. What do you have to say? Are the Patriots, after a loss like this, with numbers like this, yeah. hard to see them coming back from this? I Honestly, all season long, I've had my questions about them. First, it was all the, the, the QB back and forth between Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones. and I mean, it, it's been about as inconsistent of a season for the Patriots, I think, that, that we've seen in, what, 20 years or something like that? It's, it's been really odd to sort of see this. I don't want to call it a next chapter. I don't, but it, it, it's been mind-boggling because it's not what we expect from a Belichick-ran squad, especially when we saw last year that even with a rookie QB, they were able to do what they did. Yeah. So it, but I, as for this season, I, especially with how the division has been playing out, I think it's a wrap. We always credit the Patriots with sort of teaching the rest of their division, certainly mm-hmm. the rest of the league, yeah. about what situational football looks yep. like. No yep. doubt. What yep. Executing when it matters most, about staying in your lane, knowing your assignment, and doing your job looks like. Yeah. Yesterday, the complete antithesis of that in rather dramatic fashion 
Are we being too hard on the Patriots asking questions like, are they done today, Mike Yam? No, I actually didn't think about it until MJ just said it. And, and I think that's a really good way of characterizing it, yeah. this next phase and this next right. chapter. You know, if you had to put a bow, you know, closing the winning chapter, you'd say lose a game like that on a special teams yeah. gaffe that doesn't happen to Coach Belichick. Right. And on top of that, I'm looking at the remaining schedule, the last three games, Cincinnati, Miami, and at Buffalo. Uh, good luck. That ain't happening no. for you right, right. now. So right. Um, I'm with you. Look, we've questioned uh, the relationship with Mac Jones and his coaches and, and what's happening with some of the play calling. We've seen visual frustration from him, something else that we're not used to seeing in New England. So I, I think MJ hits the nail on the head here on this Patriots team. I, yeah. I'm ready to, to turn the page. When I am looking for a new car, whenever that is, I want to find a car with a Max Crosby engine. I just wanted to say that because I love this player. I love the drive that he brings to every play from beginning to end. For Max Crosby, it is a 60-plus minute game, every game, and I love him for it. Congratulations, Raiders. We saw it coming all along. Of course we did. We knew it would go like this. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy. And next game, Jags 40, Cowboys 34 in overtime. Prescott fires middle of the field, and that ball is picked off. It is picked off by Rayshon Jenkins. He's running it back along the right sideline. That is going to be a touchdown. The Jags are going to win it. Are you kidding me? How good is that? First question, why is Dak not to blame MJ? 
think everybody's to blame. I think everybody's because everybody's to blame. To blame. Everybody's to blame. This yeah. is a comprehensive, all 53 and coaching staff all of and whoever was all in of the, get in there. All of you's get in there. <laughs> yeah, you just can't. You can, I don't think it's a situation where you can just pin it on one person, despite the errors or any of that. It, it was it was a bad bad loss. And you know what? Coming into this game. We sort of looked at it like, mm, this could be a trap game. We but did. We is said it, it all week. Game, given we how the Jaguars yes. have been trending. Yes. I don't think it was. I mean, it, no, it's, it still was a trap game, I think, because the Cowboys have been great. Ooh, you can't do that. Since week nine, Trevor Lawrence, in a lot of major statistical categories, is not just among the best quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the NFL. He is the yeah. best quarterback in the NFL. The yeah. pass that Dak threw to Noah Brown, which resulted in the pick six right. in OT, hit Noah Brown exactly where Noah Brown would have wanted a ball to hit him, right on the hands. Yeah, and it did, it did look like it bounced off Brown without a Jacksonville defender touching it. Yeah, I think it just pounced right out of his hands there. I mean, really, in fairness, Dak's going to get the interception, but Noah Brown should have caught that ball. We did see a defense that was up 17 points with five minutes to go in the third quarter. Suddenly look porous, suddenly look gettable. Mikey M, why is Dak to blame? Oh, God, I wish you didn't ask me. You got the heart I actually don't think he's entirely to blame. Well, fair enough. He was 23 for 30, 256 yards. He had three touchdowns and two picks, the second of which we just talked about. Very, very clearly not his fault. This this to me, look, maybe I'm completely misreading this situation. I think this is about the Jags being in a much improved Thank you. There we go. And I think it has less to do, like, I think multiple things can be true here. Dallas had some questionable moments in the game. Sure, that happens. Jags outplayed them, executed when they needed to, and the Dallas Cowboys still are one of the top three-ish teams in the NFC. I think all of those things still stand true. Mm -hmm. There was a a podcast I was in with you, Andrew, earlier this season. It definitely was pre-week nine. And I said, what point are we going to start talking about Trevor Lawrence and going, hey, like, I, I don't, maybe we all misjudged what yeah. he can mm. do. Yeah. I mean, it was looking ugly yeah. at different times. It was. Bad, bad interceptions totally. at, at the worst times ever. And it just feels like, boom, credit goes to, to Coach Peterson. Like, I, I think the Jags, I was looking at this before, Jags got an opportunity here. Are, are you that sold on the Titans? I'm not. No, I'm not. Jags can win this division if they win out. Their last three games at the Jets, at Houston, and against Tennessee. Yes. I think we could be talking about Jacksonville as a postseason team. Oh. It would be crazy to me. I love this. And I love that, Mikey, and you just made it better because I'm asking questions like, why is Dak to blame? Why is Dak not to blame? Your question is, why Dallas isn't the story? Because what the Jags did, what they are turning into, and what they pose as a real threat to that AFC South division and potentially to the AFC in the playoffs should they get there. We'll keep an eye on that. Next game, next score, Minnesota Vikings, 39, Mm -hmm. the Indianapolis Colts, 36. Right-footed kick, it is good! Not a surprising score, no. The Vikings' secondary is porous. They don't have a great defense. Statistically, they're last in the NFL. So it's not exactly surprising to see that a Colts team, yes, even a Colts team ranked dead last in the AFC, would be able to put points on the board. And of course, with the weapons that the Vikings had, of course, they're going to find a way to get a win. Except this isn't about what happened. This is about how.
Mike Yam, first question goes to you. What is the story here? You're a better story writer than I am today, so tell me <laughs> the right story. Is this a story of an epic comeback, or is this a story of an epic collapse? It's an epic comeback. The Vikings, to me, are still a a good football team. They're not a great football team. Part of the reason why they were able to orchestrate the comeback is because their offense is just, it's superior to most teams in the NFL. And the recipe for success have for Kirk Cousins has been throw it anywhere in the vicinity of Justin Jefferson and he'll make some plays for you. Yeah. They, they executed in that second half. And look, once again, the story for Minnesota all season long, for anyone who's doubted them, is because of the play of their defense. And that was on display in the first half against Indianapolis. Did this remind us what we suspected and said all along, that Jeff Saturday is simply not the right man for the job, that you jumped the queue without credentials and you were due to be exposed and now he has been exposed, or am I, because it's delicious to feel this way and say it, <laughs> am I sinking into this juicy steak with too much relish? Is that unfair of me to say it that way? I don't think it's unfair, but I'm, I'm, I'm also you know, asking you for a bite of the steak. So <laughs> I have to sort of recuse myself from that line of thinking. But um, I just also think that it was a really tall order for anybody to think that suddenly this Colts team was going to come and run the gamut and go to the poser and do all of these things and continue to beat teams that they're not supposed to be beating. So I think it was only a matter of time until we saw something like this happen. Kevin O'Connell said, hey, guys, all we need to do is score five touchdowns. Now, most teams, when hearing that, would probably look to themselves and side-eye and be like, eye roll, like, yeah, okay, whatever, coach. But we can honestly say, guys, that the Vikings team that we know mm -hmm. with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and Alvin Cook and TJ Hawkinson and Kirk, when he's got a clean pocket, this is a team that absolutely can shrug off five touchdowns, kind of like it's nothing, Crazy. and they proved it. I would push back on something you said earlier yeah. about the Minnesota Vikings. I think that the Eagles have proved what you said to me earlier, not an original thought, it belongs to you, that suddenly you see the gap, the gulf in talent and in quality between the Eagles and the rest of the NFC very clearly, especially after week 15, being bigger than ever. And yet I would throw the Vikings in a place by themselves closer to the Eagles and away from the rest of the riffraff because once again, they proved that they're never out of it, that they will shut us up. They will prove mm -hmm. the doubts wrong. They don't care what we feel about them, what we say about them. They're going to find a way to win, even if it's ugly, even if it's against an inferior opponent. Sure. They don't care, and that is powerful. Close win after close win after close win. Look, you got to generate stops, though, and that's the problem. When we mm -hmm. look at the rest yes. of the teams in yes. the NFC, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. that we feel good about, and maybe not the best week to, to make the case for Dallas, as we just discussed, but the Cowboys, the Niners, and the Eagles. I'm not concerned about them coming up with a big stop in the postseason when they need to. I, I can't make the same case from a Minnesota perspective. And getting circling back, by the way, to your question on MJ, to MJ about uh, Jeff Saturday, I got to tell you, you know, they get a win against Vegas. They lose by one point against Philadelphia. They're in it against Pittsburgh. They lose against Dallas. And I get it. They're, they're losing these games. But Jonathan Taylor doesn't play most of that game. Yep. He gets banged up. Yep. I don't know if this is the same result, by the way, if Taylor's out there on the football field. I do think there's Game script credit. probably changes. Yeah, they run no the ball a lot more. They 100%. don't give Vikings enough time and uh, opportunity 100%. to get those 39 points. Maybe. That's a fair point. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. On the other side of things, let's talk about what else happened. The Eagles, as you mentioned, they beat the Bears. The Chiefs beat the Texans. Now, neither did it with ease. Neither did it in convincing fashion. And yet they did. So I don't even want to talk about those 
teams. They are top teams. They got wins, even in difficult circumstances. That's what good teams are supposed to do. Steelers kept that not having a losing season hope alive over the Panthers. The Ravens, they looked bad. I think we can agree on that. The Cardinals, they looked bad. The Titans, they looked just strange to me. Uh, Justin Herbert looked good when it mattered the most. Oh, yeah, he did. Last comment on week 15. MJ, I'll start with you. What's the takeaway for us? It was a wild incomprehensible week. We heard Mooch kind of go through the table of contents in the morning meeting about the the interception that was tipped from one erudite corner to another. McCrary tipped it back in bounds and it's intercepted by Kalou. Oh, what a play. Mm -hmm. We saw the impossible comeback from the Vikings. We saw the improbable conditions and fans throwing snowballs on the field and getting chided by the referee in Buffalo. We saw what I still can't even believe I saw, the way that Raiders game ended. Chandler Jones stiff-arming Mac Jones. Jones beats Jones. Down goes Jones. And Chandler rumbles and bumbles into the end zone. What do we now know that we didn't know before week 15? Because the playoff picture actually doesn't look all that different now, with the exception of the Bengals are in the top four. The Patriots slide out. The Ravens are going the wrong way, but they're still in the conversation in the NFC. The players are all still the same. A little bit of a shuffling of the deck there. MJ, what do we know now on Monday that we didn't know before week 15 started? Is it just that this is the greatest league and the greatest game in the world? Well, to to quote Chandler Jones, I'm exhausted. There you go. I'm exhausted, but I don't want to get off this roller coaster ride. It has been craziness. And I like it. I like that it pushes us to think beyond the storylines that we think and assume will play out every week. If it wasn't this wild, if it wasn't this drunk, quite honestly, I don't think we would love it this much. The whole point of this league is that it's hard to win games. It's supposed to throw us for a ride. Um, And man... Has it. I don't think these seatbelts are working. I, I think she's absolutely right, and I don't know that you can say it better. But, Mike, what do you feel now that you didn't feel before Thursday of this past week? Uh, what do you know now that you didn't know before week 15 started? Just a little bit more clarity than we had a week ago on this playoff picture. I think we need to be mindful. There is still a lot of football to be played here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw out some teams. The Bucks, the Panthers, the Giants, the Commanders, the Titans, the Jags, the Chargers the Dolphins, and the Patriots. I say those teams because some of them are on the upper echelon of that playoff conversation. Some are fighting for it. All the teams that I just mentioned, if you take care of business and you win out, you will be a postseason team. And for some of the squads that I made reference to, if you would have told me that four weeks ago, I would have said you're absolutely a lunatic and there's no chance that that happens. So uh, maybe maybe to the other point that you were just making, Andrew, the league is, it's just ridiculously fun. It's ridiculously fun. MJ says she's exhausted and she loves it. She doesn't want to get off the roller coaster ride. I'm with you both. Thank you so much for your time today. Please join us tomorrow on NFL Total Access, the podcast, when we take a closer look at the Week 16 schedule. These games matter more now than ever before. Every single snap in every single one of these games matters more than it ever did before. We'll take a closer look at the matchups that matter, the games to watch. Till then... Ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.